Hey there, it's Jim Stengel, host of the CMO Podcast. We're all marketers here, so let's be real for a sec. We all know that your website shouldn't be a static asset. It should be a dynamic part of your strategy to build your brand and drive conversions. That's Marketing 101. But 54% of marketing leaders say web updates take too long. That's over half of you listening right now. And that's where Webflow comes in. Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at webflow.com. Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. So Diego, what's the first brand you remember having an impact in your life? Go way back. Well, it's funny enough because um, I ended up working for this brand, but it was American Express. I was I was uh, around 11, 11, 12 years old. We were traveling in uh, in Europe uh, with uh, with my parents, and uh, our passports got uh, stolen. So we didn't know, you know, what to do. There wasn't, a, you know, an Argentinian consulate or anybody that we can go. And uh, those were the times in which uh, the uh, American Express travel offices were real uh, embassies for car members traveling abroad. Uh, so we went there and without hesitation, they help us with everything. So that's a little bit of the, the respect that I always had for, for these brands in the very early, early age because uh, they, they were really, you know, the home away from home. And it became your first job. That's kind of poignant. Pretty amazing. Hi, I'm Jim Stengel, and I help major brands find their purpose and activate it, and the profits follow. For seven years, I was the global marketing officer for Procter & Gamble, where I oversaw the marketing of hundreds of brands. You may not know it, but the CMOs, the chief marketing officers of all of your favorite brands, are trying to connect you with your favorite products and services through purpose. And on this show, I delve into how they do it. Today, my guest on the CMO podcast is Diego Scotti. Diego is the EVP and chief marketing officer at Verizon. Verizon is one big company. They have a market cap of $250 billion, revenue of $140 billion, 140,000 employees. But this guy is approachable, human, kind, and extremely thoughtful. Diego has worked at American Express, J. Crew, Vogue, and now Verizon. And he talked about a career being a set of experiences, not a ladder. It's all about the richness of the experiences that help shape you as a leader. Here's my conversation with Diego Scotti. Your wife is the chief customer officer at Walmart, the number one company in the Fortune 500. You're the EVP CMO of Verizon, number 19 on the Fortune 500. What the heck do you guys talk about over dinner? Well, we don't talk about work at all. Never, uh, never, never. Uh, uh, as you as you can imagine, we we both deal with uh, very similar uh, uh, challenges, opportunities, uh, exciting things happening. Uh, we have two beautiful kids at home that uh, you know need our attention. A lot going on in the household, so we we keep we keep work outside of the the boundaries of home. And you, you respect know? that rule. You're able to do it. Yeah, mostly. for the for the for the most for the most part, you know, it's been so interesting to uh to really I mean, we've been together now for almost 20 years and uh we got kind of like grown together and and uh unlearn from each other, you know, I I uh I would say she she's definitely my my best half. She's definitely the best half of the <laughs> of the uh of the relationship and I would say that uh, about learn, my wife too. I learn from her Sincerely. every day, you know, so how are your jobs different? Just in a sentence or two, in a similar scope. Yeah, there. Yeah. Are, um, you know, one of one of the interesting things that I that I see in the marketplace now is that there's a lot of like um, new titles going on. Yeah, uh, chief growth chief, officer, chief, growth chief officer, brand officer, customer officer, brand yeah. officer. The 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 companies that are doing it right, uh, they're kind of like have all of them in in one job. 
Yeah. Uh, if you call it marketing brand customer, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, but they're very similar, although the titles are different. They're very similar in terms of the um, uh, the scope, uh, which includes everything from um, you know the, uh, the the building the brand and, and communications to all the way to to the customer to the customer experience. You know, so it's uh, it's uh, it's it's very exciting to see how uh, big companies like like ours are really. Uh, transforming themselves into into experienced companies, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, for me, uh, I just earned five years of Verizon. We'll get to that uh, in a minute. It's a it's a it's a great privilege to work in this company. I haven't seen this company evolve in, in these five years in this way. It's uh, it's been amazing. We've been customers for a long time. I'm so happy to get Disney Plus free. Yes, which you you announced recently. Uh, How yeah. cool is that? Very very cool. You know, this is uh, so. Whose uh, idea was that? Well, we've been for a for a while in a in a in a, in a track around a strategy that we call um, partner no purchase. Uh, we don't really need to build uh, acquisitions uh, of uh, billions and billions of dollars to create value for our customers. We uh, we work with Apple on Apple Music uh, also this year, mm-hmm. and this was was a natural evolution of that in terms of uh, giving our customers the content that they want as part of the the, the value of the. Uh, or their service, but 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 it comes not as uh, in replacement of our core, which is the quality and reliability of our network. That's what we do. That's what we stand for. This is a way of bringing even more value and more choice for our customers. I mean, we just introduced uh, a couple of months ago uh, what we call mix and match. We are the only company in the marketplace that allows you, believe it or not, that allows you to mix and match your family plan because your son or your uh, father don't need the same thing that you might need, uh, and that is creating tremendous um, goodwill with customers because it's again it's about choice and it's about what you need. And we are in a category that really is about uh, you only get what you get and you don't get ex- upset. You know. Yeah, I love how you've taken what some would consider maybe a commodity is the quality of the network and made it into a competitive advantage. Yep. So we're going to get into that a little bit more. But so many people overlook, I think what they grew as, what their basic benefit is, and they get, they get complacent on it. And you guys have not. You've made the quality of the yep. network relevant, important, and something that's associated with you, which I think has been a fabulous job. Yeah, it's been an amazing um, journey. For, first of all, I mean, this is a company that um, has been very clear about what it stands for, for for many, many years, even before I arrived there. Uh, but but five years ago, when I when I came into Verizon, there was a moment in which a lot of people were saying, "Well, maybe this is the time uh, for us to um, go and do something else." You know, given the, the the pressures in the marketplace and 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 competitive pressures in the marketplace, maybe we need to expand. You know, go go and, and say that we stand for something else. And uh, it was a moment of uh, of uh, well, this is not the right thing to do. And I was convinced even before I came to Verizon. It, just as a market, and you are, you know, obviously, and a student of 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 good branding and, and marketing. That um, even if you're gonna change or evolve, it, it needs to come from that essence. It needs to come from uh, what you always stood for. And 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 really, good marketers and and, and good marketing teams really, and the ones that are understand, understand that essence, then can 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 move forward. So there was that moment, and we said, no, no, we we are about network reliability. We are about Raising the standards, we're about going above and beyond um, to to offer a uh, product of quality. So we're going to just reinterpret that and 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 make it relevant mm-hmm. uh, for for today. And and I tell you, one of the biggest uh, lessons uh, for me coming into Verizon, uh, it's been that more and more the 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 role of the marketer is is being the role of a almost like an investigative reporter, you know. Uh, one of the first things that I did is I would go and talk to all the engineers in the in the in the company, you know, and all of this conviction in my mind in terms of what we stand for started there. You know, when you when you hear uh, one of the uh, I met with one of the engineers that was in the company uh, early on when we decided to 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 make the network the best network in the world, and, um, and he said to me, you know, uh, when I was when we were building the network, all of the decisions that we were making every day. I had no doubt that we were going to end up being the best network in the world because the only the only way that all the decisions uh, take you is to 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 do that outcome. Uh, but they were very purposeful and and things like, for example, there are something like thirty tests that you put your network through uh, as a standard every time that a new uh, handset comes out in the marketplace. Thirty. 
That's the standard. At Verizon, we have 200. Mm. And I was just like, why, why would you? What would so you, you learn that in your interviews with the engineers? Yeah. yeah. Why would you do 200 as opposed to 30? Why do we? No, because we have to go above and beyond to make sure that this thing absolutely, absolutely works. Um, that conviction that comes from the way you do business is what started to, to tell us, well, the, first of all, this is who we are. And also these are stories that are authentic to who we are and stories that need to be told. And that transformed everything for us. Well, we're going to get into that in a minute, but I want to sort of take a big step backwards and go back to you as a university student. Okay. Remember that? I do remember that. Argentina. Argentina. Okay. What did you study? 1972. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Good you know, fashion year. I, <laughs> I, I studied marketing uh, at, um, at a time that was like what, the early 90s. That in Argentina, uh, I think my my my, my parents, uh, even after I finished school, they were still wondering what the hell what was is marketing, <laughs> what I was studying in university, uh, you know. But uh, it was uh, it was a, a great um, a great way of getting. I always loved to to brand things, to sell things, to uh, communicate things, and and uh, it was a it was a great way of getting starting, you know. So you went from there. You may have had a job or two. But you went to Amex for nine years, right? Well, actually, it was an American Express for 15 years. 15 years, okay. 15 years. So American Express for 15 years, three years at Vogue, so which is yes. so interesting. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Three years at J. Crew, mm -hmm. and now five years, you're coming, your five-year anniversary with Verizon. So you've worked with some really interesting people. Ken Chenault at American Express, uh, Anna Wintour at Vogue, Mickey Drexler at J. Crew, and now Lowell and, and Hans. So if you look back on, we're going to get to Verizon, but those three pivotal experiences, right? Really different organizations, different industries. So could you tell a quick story or lesson from each of those experiences that have helped define you as the person and the leader you are today? Totally, totally. That's um, that's and sort a, of and why you made the shift. You know, you were 15 great, years in American Express, one of the great brands of the world. Yeah, and yeah, still well, is right. I, uh, one of the best pieces of advice that I got um, was you should think about your career as a collection of experiences as opposed to a progression. Like a ladder. In, in what, yeah. in what, exactly. But, but a collection of experience as opposed to just the ladder mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to grow in, in responsibility, you know, uh, or, or, or financial reward or, or whatever. And that always been the, 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 the principle in, 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 in my career. And also, then you start seeing that something that you're learning while plays propels you to do the job that you're going to do next or, a, or, or some portion of that job better is it, being tremendously rewarding. I started at Amex almost by accident, you know, as I was, uh, you know, finishing my, my years at university, uh, you know, it's the time when you are starting to get interviews and, you know, giving your, your, your resume here and there. And they call, there were other ops offers, but, you know, that looked pretty good to sure. me. So, um, so I went to, uh, to work on American Express uh, in an internship, and then I stayed there for, for 15 years. Was there another years. company that tempted you beyond Oh, Amex? there were. I don't remember exactly, of, but there was like all, all multinational yeah. companies. Yeah. You know, for, for me, I, I, uh, I've been very fortunate because I knew, I, I knew from, from very early age uh, I wanted to live in New York my whole life. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. That was my dream, and, and you know, I've been pursuing that dream uh, since, you know, mm -hmm. very, very little, I guess. Uh, so I started with Amex, a great company, and I would say, and I and I was thinking about your question about um, a lesson there. I um, it, it was very impactful for me from an early age uh, to work in a company that really stood behind uh, the promises that they made to their customers. You know, um, Amex is a company that uh, uh, in the years that I was there, for example, and uh, I, I remember vividly uh, a, a cruise ship company that went that went bust. I don't remember the I don't remember the name exactly, but uh, there were a lot of customers that lost their money on their trips because they were on on you know they they bought they bought sure. packages there, and Amex decided to uh, pay our customers back for all of that, even that we weren't liable for anything because it was the right thing to do. Uh, or uh, after September September 11th, that uh, we were out of our uh, you know headquarters, um, and 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 Ken and and, and uh, Ken Chanel and, and John Hayes at that moment they they thought John that was it was, the CMO it was very yep, mm -hmm. my boss at the moment it was uh, it was key to uh, figure out how we're going to bring uh, New York back on, on their feet. That's what we created you know the Tribeca Film Festival with uh, 
um, with I Robert De Niro and, and Jane Rosenthal. Rosenthal, um, a company that really put their 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 money where their mouth was, and and for and for me that that was that was that was critical, you know. And I, I learned, uh, you know, um, most things uh, that I that I know in terms of this job from from John Hayes. Uh, that was an, I worked with so him for eight mentor. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's still and still and still is and still is. Uh, but uh, it was very formative on my years. And then it got to a point that it, it was, well, 15 years in the same company. What am I going to go and do the next 15 years? And uh, I, I thought that it was a good moment for me to go and, and experience uh, other things. I always, uh, I always loved uh, design, uh, you know, fashion, uh, retail. Um, so I, I thought it was a good moment for me to go and experience new things. Um, 2008, I moved to to Condé Nast. If you remember that recession, yeah, it was the year in which magazines were dying. Nobody was going <laughs> to read a magazine ever, ever again. So I thought, well, maybe this Why is a not? good time to go into that industry. Uh, no, totally fortuitous. I, I wish I could say I was that planful, uh, but uh, it happened. And and listen, it happened in a great in a great moment because it tested every fiber in 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 my body in terms of. Uh, a new industry, a new team, uh, a new brand, and in a, in a condition in conditions that were that were very challenging. But so your um, scope at Vogue was b- basically all the all the the, the the brand the brand management kind of and, and marketing for well, yeah CMO for for for, yeah. for the brand. And uh, it was uh, I never worked in the media in the media business until then. Uh, I never really worked in in, in a B two B environment uh, before that. And I tell you, when people um, when when people ask me about that experience, uh, I tell you one of the, the the two things that were more most most pivotal for me were one, um, the in, in incredible commitment to quality and creativity on that company, uh, and especially in, in in that brand, it was incredible and, and a lot from 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 Anna herself. Uh, but also, uh, I tell you, I was one of uh, I think uh, two or three men in in a group of uh all women you know uh, all, all female talent uh, and uh that 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 really uh, form a lot of my 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 thoughts around um you know what what it feels to to be, to work in a, mm-hmm. in a in a in a diverse environment and then the need to have uh, uh different perspectives and also understand the other's perspective so to me it was a really really uh, uh exciting opportunity and and and, and learning experience and then Jay Crew came up so yeah, before you leave Vogue, is there a good Anna Wintour story about what you learned from her about standards? Oh, listen, I, I, quality? I, I, for, for me, the, the, what, um, what, what she said, uh, and, and it's what I always take with me everywhere, is the point that um, the best advice is, is like, you know, know, know who you are, lead from that place without apology, you know, and be true to, to, to that. And I think, uh, you know, I, I always try to, to, to live that, that way. Uh, sometimes, you know, obviously we all have things to improve and we have to work hard on, on, on be the best leaders that we can be. But, uh, uh, but, but, but she's, she's a very authentic, you know, person and believes deeply in, in, in the way to do things. And, and, uh, you know, for, for me coming from working with, uh, John Hayes, that's somebody that told me a lot about how to deal with creative people and, and understand creative talent. And then, People think that the, the culture on Vogue is a culture of um, Anna has all the ideas. Anna has um, uh, all the the, the the last say on everything. That uh, and and it's it's one of the most I would say democratic environments that I always uh, I ever worked with in because it, she she really runs that group uh, to try to bring the most creative people together in a way that they're gonna really uh, create something more magical that she would have not ever been able to create. On her own, so 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 it's a lot of it's a, there's a lot of uh, I would say um, she's a very humble person, which is not the, the side that that most people think uh, of her. You know, we've all been there. You spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website, and then the results come in, and they're just not what you hoped. On top of that, eighty-one percent of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So, what do you do? Well. You switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. Webflow's visual-first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. 
Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. It's a very special skill set, and I think so important for the future to be able to bring creativity out of people and bring people together and have them all feel like they're bringing their best to work. I mean, it sounds like maybe a platitude, but it's such a special skill. You know, we had your um, colleague, uh, Fernando Machado, on the podcast, but he has an ability to bring creativity out of people. I think you have an ability to bring creativity out of people. Thank you. When I left P&G, some of the, um, you know, goodbye parties had, you know, I felt like I could come to work and work to my potential and bring any idea forward, think big, think bold, not be punished for that. And I think that's really, um, I think that is kind of the leadership skill that is so fundamental for the future of our world because we're in a crazy time and creativity is needed to solve big problems. Absolutely. And I think the, um, the, the, the biggest change, I think, for me is that I think there is this belief that there are these um, illuminated leaders that are the ones that always have uh, the, the, the brilliant ideas. And I, listen, I, 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 I always um, give the credit to the team because I wish I could say that the best ideas uh, at Verizon or any of the places that I work were, were mine. No, they weren't mine. Uh, there were ideas that maybe um, they needed uh, nurturing, yeah. they needed uh, space to grow, that maybe there was, oh, no, no, wait, 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 there is, uh, the, the, the team, uh, uh, you know, at Verizon always teases me because um, I always ask, like, but sh- show me the stuff that you didn't want to show me or what's on the appendix. So now, like, it's, 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 uh, it's like um, legendary that now the appendixes are bigger than the actual <laughs> presentation because they just bring all of the, you know, and uh, and uh, and I always want to see all that work because I think we all tend to edit ourselves based on what we think our bosses or our clients would want, and and sometimes we we leave an idea behind that it could be really amazing. You know, so um, many many times we find ourselves finding an idea on something that we was on the appendix. So that's yeah. a good a good lesson in and of itself. So you went to J Crew, and then J Crew J Crew came up. Uh, they were looking for a for the CMO. Um, those were the years that the brand was, uh, you know, trying to 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 really become a, a a really iconic iconic brand. So I was there. I was fortunate to be there uh, in the in the time in which um, we were able to 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 really do ama- amazing things. Uh, and it was an incredible experience. I always I always talk about it, it was an incredible experience um, working in an environment that was so 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 creative. So creative, in in with so so every decision in the company was made uh, with a, a very very clear sense of how creativity and connection with the customer uh, was connected to, and and um, and it was extremely extremely um, essential for for the rest of my career. I, I you know having the chance to work with Mickey, even that Mickey is a, is, a, is legendary for being. A, uh, really energetic and sometimes uh, uh, um, uh, very uh, um, crazy person. Mm-hmm. Really, right. a bit uh, eccentric. Say. Yeah, eccentric. Yeah, going to stores with him and learn how to merchandise a store uh, and do it in a way that makes sense. He taught me so so much, you know. And and uh, I, I I wouldn't change uh, uh, anything from that uh, uh, from that experience. And the focus on the customer, you know. I went to. Um, I went to. He has a new, uh, a new business now with his son. It's called Alex Mill. Right. Uh, they have a, a new store in Soho. I went uh, there with my wife the other day. Uh, we didn't find the the size that I was looking for. Uh, they knew that I were with Mickey before, but but it doesn't matter. I get a text the day after from Mickey saying, "I heard that you were in the store. We didn't had small, but they are in back order. Do you want me to order it for you because I do it?" And 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 wow. you know. That surprised me, but it didn't surprise me because Mickey has been like that his whole his whole life, you know. And um, and uh, sometimes there's 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 the, um, people think that there's no um, there's no method to his madness, uh, but his his method is to get the, the most creativity out of the people that work in that place and stay connected to to the to the customer, you know. Um, so so it was a, a tremendous a tremendous experience. And, and even so now, what did you find there that you liked? Was it a T-shirt or a pair of? What, oh, what, it was what? a sweatshirt. You sweatshirt, know, yeah. you know what? What happens in fashion now is 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 that um, first everything everything is so transient in fashion, and and everything is so overpriced. 
you know, and I, you know, I buy everything that that that, that, that I like, but it, but things are over overpriced, and there's no like that sense of quality. Mm-hmm. Mickey knows how to do that well, and in that that store, uh, they, 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 that brand, they're doing it, they're doing it well. So anyway, I, I, I I'm I, staying in I love that. tonight, so I'll, I'll yeah, I'll check it, by. check it out, check it out. Let's let's now kind of get to Verizon, you know, mm-hmm. where you spend the last five years, and your current role has a big scope, right? As CMO and EVP, you look over a lot of things. You have a very integrated role. But I want to go back to when you started. You came out of J. Crew and you began. And if you're okay to talk about this, I think it's an idea that many can benefit from. You formed a challenger board <laughs> and you asked me to join that. Uh huh. Yeah. And I so I, you know, I thought it was a blast. And I just want to know is that a good idea? Would you do it again if you had to do it all over again? And, you know, tell our listeners why you did that, what you gained from it. Uh, if they wanted to do something like that, what, you know, what would your advice be? I, um. We probably don't talk about what the challenger board was, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, and I'll talk in a minute. I, and, and I start by saying, I think, uh, you know, when people ask me what keeps you awake at night is, um, my, 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 my first answer is always not being able to see what I don't see. Either because uh, you're 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 moving at a hundred miles an hour and you're focusing uh, very particularly in 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 certain certain things, uh, or 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 you don't have perspective, uh, or or you believe your own story and drink you drank your 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 own Kool Aid too much. Uh, I think that's the biggest risk for a, I would say for any job, but in particular uh, in particular marketing, uh, not being to not being able to see. Uh, and and when we started, uh, one of the things at Verizon that I wanted to make sure, that, and and we we still do this in in, in other ways, but that, uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I did is that I had the experience of other CMOS that were in big brands and that had gone had gone through a similar experience that me to basically challenge everything that I was thinking that we were thinking to do in this company, both with the notion of making the work better. But also to help us figure it out if there were some things that, uh, say, if we could add voice on mistakes that others have made, uh, you know, why, 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 why not? And I tell you, it was. Uh, no, I'm not saying this because only because you were you were there, but it, it, it was one of the, the the most amazing experiences for me in my career because uh, it, it 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 teaches you uh, first and foremost to be to be humble. <laughs> You know, because I said to everybody when we started, I said, like, your sole role here is to poke holes on everything that I'm thinking. So don't feel obliged that you need to make, you don't need to make me happy. You don't need to tell me uh, that you love me. You, you just need to poke holes on everything. Uh, so at the beginning, it's a little bit, um, and the, the name is Challenger Board. But uh, no, but at the beginning, it's a little bit daunting because uh, I think everybody, including you, took it very seriously. So uh, they were definitely poking a little hole. So, yeah, we were. Uh, I remember. Uh, so, so, but, but, uh, but uh, I tell you, the, the, the work got better and it really helped me, especially during the first year when you're still trying to understand the ropes, understand the brand, understand the people. And, and if you remember, uh, we were having conversations not only about, uh, or they were all from the, 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 the purpose and, the, and, the, and the, the, the brand itself all the way to uh, the uh, organizational structure and how to deal with the board. And they were like, Right, really, really broad topics. So uh, it helped me tre- tremendously. You know, yeah, I remember it was, it was a fabulous experience for me. And you were highly um, open and vulnerable. Thank and you, you just, and I mean, you had like six people poking at you. And we met a couple times a year. And you know, and you just said what you were thinking about, what you were doing, and then we just went at it. Yeah. So I mean, it takes a it takes a lot of humility, vulnerability, and. Um, I don't know confidence in a way to take that. It was uh, it was, and a we loved it because Thank you, you listened. You know, uh, for me, uh, uh, listen. I I I I think it's like so important for for uh, for CMOs to stay in touch with uh, with reality. I mean, and 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 now, for example, one of the things that we do, we we also created this. We call it the uh, our agency cabinet uh, meeting that we meet uh, every month uh, with uh, all of the heads of all of the agencies and the top creative people. Um, and it's, and that's been another amazing experience that I highly recommend because. Um, it, so how broad is that group? Is it your? It's around. It's around twelve people. Twelve people. Uh, and and what is interesting, people say, well, people ask me all the time. So so everybody from every agency is there. 
some agencies, the account person is there or the CEO. In some cases, it's the creative. It's like I, I try to put, a, when I think about my team or the agency team, the agency partners, I try to put the best team. I used to play soccer, so I always try to get every position that I need to, to, to play their role. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't worry about uh, titles or, 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 or position in terms of the, the, the hierarchy. I, I look at like what those people bring to the table. What that has generated is, is two things that I think are critical today. One is when everybody comes together from our agencies, uh, they don't play for their agency. They're playing for the Verizon team. So that creates a level of collaboration that I always wanted to create because I, you, know, you, you can't get the best, going back to the point about getting best creative from, 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 from creative people, if everybody's in, in working on eggshells thinking that they're going to be fired tomorrow or somebody else is going to steal their work, it's not, it's not the, the best environment. So it has created that, that the very positive environment. But also, I have all these people debating the work together. Their work, our work at Verizon, and um, in a way, it's, it's a similar dynamic to a, to a challenger board because uh, we're, we're all trying to get to the best, uh, to the best outcome. I don't agree uh, all the time with, with, with them. They don't agree with me all the, all the time. Uh, but what I can tell you is that the work, uh, the work keeps getting better. I, I, I think the, the biggest, I think, uh, um, I would say, riff in marketing these days is in my mind, um, I, I, tell you, I tell you this little anecdote. I was in a dinner a couple of months ago, uh, next, sitting next to another CMO. I'm not going to say the name, but, uh, but uh, he, was, he was very proud, telling me, you know, my approach is amazing for creativity. I bring new agencies all the time and I fire agencies all the time because that keeps them engaged, keeps the ideas coming. Uh, he was really, you know, he passionate believed and yeah. passionate about yeah. that approach. And I said, wow. And it was my first time meeting this person. And I said, well, my approach is exactly the opposite. I don't believe in that. I believe in deep collaboration. You only collaborate and are creative when you feel that you're safe when you feel that um, you develop long-term relationships. Uh, I, 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 I think in, in my five years at Verizon, I, I, one very bad relationship, one also. So the rest are, are people and agencies that have been with us for, for five years because um, it's not just out of loyalty, although loyalty is really important, in, I think, in, in, this, in this business, uh, but it's because only by getting to know each other and trusting each other and, and, and building the relationships is when you can, you know, feel more inclined to create. And also, you know, when we all have history together, we do better work, you know? So um, I, I have, um, and going back to your point about the people that I work for in my whole career, um, I think sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm pretty old-fashioned for like the time that I'm living and, 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 and old fashioned in the sense of, I have huge respect for those uh, fundamentals of branding, marketing and relationships and partnerships that I think they are relevant now, as relevant now as they've ever been, but even more important now because we live in a, in a world that is so divided, uh, uh, there's so much confrontation. And uh, I, I tell you, we, we've made uh, partnerships, really the notion of partnership, a strategic advantage for uh, Verizon and a strategy for marketing, and uh, and that has has been even if you ask me like what's the what what has been the biggest uh, difference for our marketing strategy in the last five years is been partnerships. Wow. So how have you become a better client through those five years? Because I'm sure that's affected you and your team. Those kind of cabinet meetings you have and setting higher standards and putting an emphasis on relationships and trust and stretching each other. Yeah. Uh, because I would say from a consumer and a customer of yours, your creativity and your ideas and your um, connection with me is more interesting than it was five years ago. So something's happened. No, it's, I and mean- you've And it takes two. You obviously become a better client. So what, what do you think has changed or improved? I think the- um- I think a few a few things. One, getting clearer and clearer and clearer every time about uh, what we stand for, what we're trying to achieve, uh, what do we want to communicate is 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 important. Because I think when 
when when you're just like you know trying to to chase everything it's very difficult to 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 get the, the center of gravity for the brand or for the messaging and 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 innovate or, or create or disrupt uh, around that and that takes time i think part of the issue that i think a lot of uh, marketers or brand marketers have is that sometimes they don't get enough time in order to be able to get to get that going um so that's one one uh, one, one aspect of it in terms of like me becoming a, a better a better client, you know, this is I, I go to bed every day, thinking, oh my god, I, I could have done this meeting better. I I could have I could have uh, I pushed too hard on that. I pushed too little here. I could have. I I I'm thinking every day yeah, about how I do, can I become I the same. I the a better same. a better client. But in particular about about uh, becoming a better a better client. But I tell you, the, the biggest thing for me in these five years, and and it's a little bit counterintuitive to. What you would say, uh, you know, uh, or what some people might think about creating, you know, a lot of openness and a lot of ideas. I, I, I have a method that sometimes, sometimes I need to get very, go very broad, in order to bring things back to, to focus. And, uh, and you know, some, some, some people until they, they understand that process, uh, they, it's a little bit daunting because it's like, why is he thinking about this wacky thing out here? How that has to do with the priorities that he said? We need to stick it, to stick stick with, and I said, "Well, don't worry, don't worry, because everything falls into place." Like, but but sometimes you have to do that. But then, what has made me, I think, a better client now versus five years ago is that I say no faster, more often. And what I mean by that, that like it can sound counterintuitive, is that there's no point spending money, resources, time, effort, and emotion on something that it's not going to go anywhere or it's not strategically aligned with what we're trying to do or, or, with, or, with, or with the brand. So uh, at the beginning, when you're doing a new job and you want to work with new people, sometimes you're more inclined to say, well, let's keep this idea sure. uh, going here. Let's keep this going. I'm not going to tell them no because I don't want to disappoint them. And, and, um, and I think this comes also with, with, with relationship and with getting people to, to, to know people deeply if 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 it's not gonna work for whatever reason, I always give my reasons. I'm not I'm not I'm not a uh, uh, somebody says well I don't like it. But but uh, but uh, but I I I I want to say I want to be honest. And I was like no, let's not spend time on that because it's not gonna go anywhere. And and I think you know um, somebody somebody told me the other day like uh, talking about the definition of a good client. This was an agency person. It's like you know the difference with with the. Uh, with good and bad clients is that we as agency people, we want to go and see the client and we want the client to close doors on us as opposed to open nine other doors. So every time that we leave a meeting with nine more doors open, we don't know what to do with mm-hmm. it, you know? So um, so anyway, do I hit it every time perfectly? Absolutely not. And and uh, that's, that's something that I guess uh, mm-hmm. I'll keep pursuing the rest of my life. Yeah, you know? sure. Sure, absolutely. We're never perfect at it. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, Visit cmo.deloitte.com. So tell me, I want to talk about your role as EVP, CMO of Verizon. It's an enormous company, right? What's your work? What do you do? No, really, because I think it's helpful for people. The CMO job is often mysterious. So I, I try to ask a lot of people, unpack the job a bit. You know, if you had to put it into your work into buckets, what would those be? You know? Well, I would say, um, you know, I have a very, uh, uh, I have a very disciplined approach to the use of my time. So uh, I, I look at this from a very uh, objective standpoint uh, every quarter when I, I meet with my, uh, my, my, my uh, closest, closest team and we look at um, how I spent every hour of my day the last quarter uh, against the goals that we have and the areas of, of, um, of focus and, and we plan for the next quarter. And that's something that I started even before coming here at Verizon, it's always been very helpful because, um, you know, time is limit, limited. It's probably the, the the most precious resource that uh, that we all have. So 
got to make sure that you focus on the right things. And when I look at my job today, um, the, there, is a, there is a huge role that now CMOs uh, play uh, as part of the, the, the CEO's uh, table in the company. Um, so uh, a lot of my time is gets spent on, on, on discussions and, 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 and work with the other business leaders in the, in the company, you know, shaping the trajectory of the company and influencing that trajectory and, uh, and really being the voice of the customer and the voice of the brand represented in those, uh, in those, in those forums. Uh, listen, I, I have the fortune of working in a company uh, and with a CEO that, that values what, uh, what values the brand and values marketing tremendously. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something that uh, is, is, uh, is a lot of fun, uh, you know, to do, but, but that takes, takes time, you know. Driving the understanding of the requirements from a customer standpoint and driving uh, growth in the company is the other piece that I think is what I spend personally a lot of time because uh, when I came to Verizon, one of the, the things that I really had in, in mind is that I didn't want it to be um, or I didn't want a role that, that was just a, a kind of like the, the, the branding CEO, a CMO, right? right? The, the right. one that uh, looks at the brand, the looks at CMO, the market yeah. CMO. You know, I wanted to be deeply connected to uh, the, the, out, the business outcomes of the, of the, of the company. Um, so I spend a lot of my time there and, and, and sometimes it's not as, as, as maybe uh, the, 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 as creative as people would think, but it's a critical element of the, of the role of the, of the CEO, uh, the CMO. And then, listen. I, 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 the point about creativity and 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 ideas and 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 how do we message things in the marketplace to make it to make them interesting? It, it's something that I'm I'm very involved one because it's I'm I'm I'm, I'm when I'm you know I'm passionate about it. I, I I love that work. I know how to do it. I can help the teams to do it. I don't. I don't. I'm not the the, the kind of CMO that um, has a team driving briefs and working with agencies and never sees the work, you know? Um, I, I'm, I'm very involved in the work, although I have a, an amazing, talented team and, 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 and I rely on, on them on, on everything that we do on that aspect. Uh, but I don't know how to do this job. I don't know how you do this job right um, if you... Uh, are not deeply involved on in those aspects is is and, and 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 with a focus on creating fidelity and I don't mean by this uh, uh, just consistency of the brand in terms of like matching luggage but like how do you get that level of um, of, of of fidelity um, and and I tell you I spend a lot of my time also saying no what I mean by that is if we have a very clear understanding of where we who we are it doesn't matter if it is uh, merchandising in stores a new TV commercial, a new product that we're trying to launch, mm -hmm. or, or a new color scheme for uh, the attire of the, the, the people that people wear in the stores, that our reps wear in the, in the store, if it doesn't fit who we are, then we shouldn't be doing it, you know? And um, I, I am obsessive in the sense of achieving that fidelity requires that level of uh, intensity, but then is where I think uh, after five years, uh, if you're a consumer and you see this brand from the outside in, uh, you probably see a, a difference. Sometimes you know people might not be able to put the their finger in it and like exactly what it what it is, and that's and I like that. I like like well, I just it's just changed so much. I mean, I don't I don't I, 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 and and you might not see that it's here, but but that's but that's our job. That's our job, and I think uh, I've done every job in my career, like it was the last job ever and the best job in the world, you know, for me. And, 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 and so, so I do come to work every day with a level of uh, uh, interest, passion, and, and, and leaning in that, that you know, that's, 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 that's who I am. But to your point about a big role in a big company, I don't know how you do these jobs if you are not passionate about them mm -hmm. and, and you come all in, yeah. you know. So I've, and you've I've, done it yourself, so yeah, you know no, what I'm talking sure. about. I've read somewhere you're 20 years old soon, right? Verizon. It came together with a merger of Bell South. And I, I thought you were talking about me. No, no, no. I'm a little you're bit older, older than that. I yeah. mean, thank you. Thank you for you look, the. Uh, you look I thought, 20 I years thought old. You were, okay, all right. And well, you're wearing sneakers. Nobody has told me that I, that I'm, I look at tw like a 20 year old. <laughs> but thank you. I think you do. Especially with the sneakers, which our, our, our listeners can't see, but we'll get into those later. Thank you. So your, your company is 20 years yes. old coming up. And I've read somewhere where you're working on. Kind of culture 2.0. Mm -hmm. So what's that about? 
Tell me a little bit about that. Well, we uh we have Is a, it a new... company idea, a marketing idea. No, I mean it's a it's a it's a company idea, and and it starts with uh, our new CEO uh, Hans Pressberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans became CEO uh, a year ago, uh, and uh, came into the company with with uh, with the with the vision and the mandate to create the, the next chapter of uh, of Verizon in the marketplace. Also, in a context in which uh, you know there's a new technology that you might have heard of. It's called five G mm-hmm. that is coming. Into fruition, so so there's a lot of a, a, it's both a, a a transition of technology as well as a transition of uh, the company into the next chapter. And 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 the question that that uh, Hans really asked everybody is, uh, as we're going into this next chapter, what kind of company we want to we want to create? Um, and the answer was a, a company that was very respectful of its roots, in the sense of. Um, Started by saying, "What do we? What do we do? We 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 make networks. We are the best at creating networks in the world and physical networks, networks of audiences, networks of people, networks. But we create networks. So let's not get uh, either confused or distracted with uh, going and do this or that because we create networks. And second of all, a huge huge uh, sense of um, I think awareness that the culture that we create with our employees and how employees feel." Uh, that they are working in a company that uh, is uh, responsible in terms of the way they do business, but as well as what is their part in building this company, is tremendously important. You know, so uh, we're introducing our new purpose very, very soon. Uh, that is an evolution on where we were, but a, a lot of more focused around uh, you know creating the networks that uh, move the world forward, and 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 what's our uh, mission and contribution to that. Um, so I, I've been really, really involved with with Hans and the rest of the management team, but, but the driving kind of like this cultural change uh, in the in the company. And it and it's interesting because you see a lot more and more CMOS that are uh, either formally or informally uh, taking a, a much more um, intense role driving uh, the culture of the company because you know it's similar skill set uh, in the sense of you know driving sure. customers. Yeah. Out. It's been a trend uh, in this podcast for sure. But uh, really, really exciting when you see the external and the internal coming together because then is when, when things are authentic for the company. Yeah. So I want to end with a, a little bit of a, I don't know, a heavy question, I guess, or a meaningful question, and then a bunch of lighthearted ones to give our listeners some insights. If you're okay to talk about this, I, I've seen on social media a lot of tributes to your father who passed away last year. And you're a dad of two sons. You know, so what did you learn from your dad that you know makes you the father you are. Um, I was. My dad that passed question. away. I was in Barcelona when my dad passed away mm-hmm. years ago, and um, and you know it's that's that's a a milestone, a hurdle, whatever you call it. But tell me a little bit yeah. about what you learned from your well, dad. Well, he he passed away young and and unexpectedly. Uh, so, um, but but it, but it also happened that I I was in probably one of the best times of uh, my relationship with my father. Not that I ever had a bad relationship with my father, but we were in a really really good place. So. Uh, from that perspective, I always felt at peace with what happened uh, for for that reason. But I, I tell you that your, your your father, your parents in general, for for me, they they've been such an amazing source of inspiration in terms of who I wanted to become, and uh, and the 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 sense of uh, uh, duty and responsibility uh, towards um, uh, the the job. And my father was very involved in the uh, in the. Um, um, Return of democracy uh, to 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 uh, to Argentina. He was a lawyer, uh, so was very involved in the in the process uh, from the dictatorial government to to the uh, uh, to the first democratic government in 1983. So so I always was inspired by his sense of of, of duty, love for uh, his job and, and and the people in the country. So. It, it, it was uh, always a, a, for me a huge inspiration. You know, in in terms of my own uh, my my own my own role, you know, and um, so uh, I, I, he left me a lot, you know, from uh, from uh, from from that perspective. So that's why I'm 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 always uh, bringing him back in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was sweet. Let me ask you a few lighthearted questions. Yep. Thank the you. So, what's the favorite date with your wife? Oh, the favorite date. I mean, we are we are creatures of uh, of habit, mm-hmm. so we always tend to go to same restaurants, same places, and and listen. We're both so busy all the time that the best date is a place where there's nobody around, 
not even our kids. Uh, and uh, we can be completely alone and, uh, and with each other. So what do you miss about Argentina? Mostly uh, my, uh, my friends and, and the messiness. Yeah, you know, I think uh, uh, although I mean I I I I, I'm, I I have adopted this country and I'm I'm super proud of being you know an American now, uh, you know so, some sometimes the the and I and I and in a in a way I have become a, also a good combination of both mm -hmm. uh, cultures, uh, but there is a there is a there is a, it's a crazy emotional um, uh, an unexplicable sense of greediness and messiness uh, from my country and I think it's the combination of all the different cultures there that uh, that I that I that I miss you know it's it's, it's, it's a creative uh, culture yeah and it, yeah yeah it and it's, and 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 and, 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 and although I would love to uh, for the economy and the politics politics in our in my country to be more organized um I I, I miss I it. miss that yeah, yeah yeah if you were not doing this job or you're not doing marketing what kind of work would you be doing um, in a heartbeat, I would love to be uh, a, an anchor in, ah. uh, in the news, reading the news every day at six o'clock. It would probably need to be more like, I guess now by now, Telemundo or, or Univision. Maybe you should do a podcast. You know, but, uh, but that, that, would be, that would be it. I always wanted to read the news. Always. It's an interesting job. <laughs> what do you think about it? You've got to be current and exactly, with it and exactly. make complicated things kind of simple. And be engaging, exactly. And a bit funny. I mean, it is. It's. But yeah, I can see you doing that. Absolutely, I would love to. Okay. I'd love to. So, who would you like to listen to on the CMO podcast? Who would I like yeah, to yeah. listen to? Who would be interesting for you? Who should we have on? Oh my that God, would, you that have would all compel you, you to tune in. You had a lot of people that I admire already. It's good to hear. In, in, in here, you know, from you know Mark Preacher to you, you mentioned uh, you know Fernando. It would be great to bring some some uh, maybe more agency people. You know, creative. I know that you you love it. It's, CMO, it's called the CMO podcast. Well, we've had CEOs on, and we've had okay. some uh, entrepreneurs, right, but maybe, some academics. But, well, you do a great job on this podcast. So that's a that's amazing. Well, thanks for being on. No, I've I had a blast. I could go I another it. hour. Thank thanks, you. Diego. It was Thank wonderful. you so much. Thank you. That was my conversation with Diego Scotti. What I loved about this one was how Diego talks so thoughtfully about mentors in his life. Diego's thoughts on mentorship just go to show you how important it is to value mentors in our life, to be a mentor, and to find mentors. Diego underscored that as strongly as anyone I've ever heard. That's it for this episode of the CMO Podcast. If you found this helpful and entertaining, I would be so grateful if you could share our show with your friends. And I would be super happy if you subscribed so you can be updated as we publish new episodes. And if you really want to help, Leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.